What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 486th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ. I am adjusting these levels because this room seems echoey. Uh, hi, Greg is here. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you have a big green screen behind you. Are you going to put something fun in there in video editing? Is it going to be like Piplup uh, no, and I'm then thinking of the, and... the vertical crop. So you ideally don't see what's on how messy side. your room is right now because it's absolute chaos i cannot believe with one day left to go before your twitch premiere and it's this level of chaos no pressure oh there's pressure <laughs> uh, will is on assignment i think he's in texas i don't know he's in texas he on assignment i don't know what assignment but it's definitely in texas he's definitely doing something down there so we have pengu here with us today Hello, hi! Thanks for having Welcome. me on. Welcome. Because you're new. Wow, wow, we haven't had a new person in a long time. Who was the last new person we had? I don't know. Pengu, tell the, t what? Who are you? <laughs> See, so this is what I was talking about. Words. This is why you uh, should never be nervous coming out this show. Uh, hi, hello. I'm Pengu. I am very nervous coming on this show. Um, I'm I'm Pengumon on Twitch, so you might have seen me hanging around Steve's streams on there. I am. A pretty big Pokemon noob, relatively speaking, so I have no idea what I'm talking about, despite the some of the Pokemon paraphernalia around my childhood bedroom, if you're watching the YouTube video version <laughs> of this. But I do like Pokemon things, I just don't know things about them, and I learn things about them, and they go in one ear and out the other, so mm. um, ready to hear and, and ready to hear, ready to be here and be a sponge about all of the Pokemon news this week. Is there? Oh, we got Such news. news. <laughs> we say that. We got we got like, news. There's a Pokemon Go thing that already passed. If you read my YouTube comments, I also don't know anything about Pokemon. This is <laughs> so you're in the right place. Where, where do we want to start? Let's start with the Pokemon Go news. My boy, not Cram, because when I said my boy was added to the game, I read and was like, oh, they added Cramorant. Yeah, no, you boy. can't say that because you cannot claim this one as your boy. What? Uh, Dedenne arrives in the Pokemon Go uh, Festival of Lights event. Yeah, that started on Friday, November 5th. It goes until Sunday, November 14th. Dedenne cannot be shiny. He just shows up. He's not terribly rare. Uh, if you don't know anything about Dedenne, he's an electric fairy type Pokemon. Debuted in Gen 7. Six. Six. <laughs> See? Don't know anything about Pokemon. Seven was Togemaru. <laughs> I'm just nodding every time you say something, and I'm like, yep, Gen 7, yep, Gen yeah, 6, definitely. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cobalion, Terrakion, Verizion, uh, a return to raids. For whatever reason, they're saying if you're lucky, you might find Shiny Charmander, Vulpix, Alolan Raichu, Electabuzz, Magmar, Chinchou, Mega Manetric. Those could always be shiny. I don't know why they're pointing it out again. Maybe because, I don't know, people forget. Maybe because there are less pokemon that can be shiny that versus the amount of pokemon that can be shiny steve i think they just really needed to make sure that you knew that chinchou can be shiny in yeah, pokemon go yeah also they just are confirming they've been confirming like this for a while i mean we we are not gonna knock them for actually communicating for once like i'm not gonna hold this against them okay i'll hold everything else against them but not this there's also um double friendship bonus so if you're in a situation where your friend has two more hearts 
to get to the next level and you know that they don't want to send you a gift because then you will hold on to their gift and then you'll force the open. Now you can just open the gift and you'll get two instead of one, which I've done to a bunch of people because they put me in this situation and I'm like, my time is now. Lucky egg, you've sat on this for six months. <laughs> this is your fault. So open all your gifts and send as many gifts as possible because uh, if you are still in the Mew Quest, if you're still trying to level up, I mean, like the friendship stuff is the best way to get experience for doing little to nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do it while you're in the bathtub or something. I mean, it takes so long to do. I have to set aside half an hour when I'm like, okay, I just want to, <laughs> I want to sit down and manage my inventory for half an hour on my mobile game. Mm. And then I never make anybody happy. Cause they're like, you haven't opened my gift. And I'm like, gee, I have 200 people in this list. All who are saying I haven't opened their gift, I can't open all of them. I go in a very specific order. If you reach out to me and say, I really need something, I will try to find you. But also, you don't name yourselves the way you name yourselves in real life. I don't know who half these people are. <laughs> like, give me a clue. Keep it consistent. Greg, Niantic yeah. was listening. They were like, you're right, Greg. The friendsless, complete mess, the time commitment, awful. So what mm -hmm. they'll do for you is they will shut down Harry Potter Wizards Unite. So you have <laughs> more time play. to manage your friends list. Did I have any friends in Harry Potter Wizards Unite? <laughs> I think the answer is no, because I played it for a day. What they're really doing is making space for you to download Pikmin Bloom. I already have Pikmin Bloom. Oh, and again, so good. I've had this conversation. I am not doing community days for Pikmin Bloom. I am not. I am not adding this to my list of things. What do you? All you have to do is get out and walk ten thousand steps. Yeah, what do you do anyways? That's what so I said to him. Well, then day. you're doing Pikmin community. Okay, day. Easy, you easy. have never been around Steve on community days. He's like, we're gonna go for fifteen hours. We're gonna fill the world with flowers and Pokemon, and we're gonna do it for content. And that you're sounds like, delightful. I would, I would like to eat at some point. And I not finally found a person to bring out of this show that agrees with me, Greg. You can eat and walk. It's it's a good. It, no, he it cannot works. do those things. That that is a surefire way to get Steve to choke. <laughs> He's like a bird. Hold on, I, I do I do want to talk about Pikmin Bloom, but for the Harry Potter Wizards Unite, this is off HarryPotterWizardsUnite.com, which I didn't know was a website. <laughs> Did anybody? So I I <laughs> the Silk Road had a bigger slash more upvoted article about Wizards Unite closing than the Wizards Unite subreddit. <laughs> Maybe says something about the game. I'm not going to read this whole press release, but today we are announcing that Wizards Unite will officially close on January 31st, 2022. The game will be removed from the App Store, Google Play, and Galaxy Store on December 6th, and players can no longer make in-game purchases as of December 6th, 2021. They talked about launching Wizards Unite. Uh, they have boosted rewards and reduced potion brew times and there are there is still an event schedule so there'll be like the half-blooded prince event one and event two will be in november or crux hunt deathly hollows part one part two in december from what i read they're completing the story i didn't know that the game a had story. a story but uh that's happening so the the reason we're talking about Harry Potter, also before we go too in depth, uh, Pengu, did you play Harry Potter Wizards Unite? 
I did not know. I didn't even play Pokemon Go until a year ago. So, <laughs> noob, noob. These in the are room. good choices. Educate me. These They're are really very good choices. good choices with your life. I approve. Greg, why did you not like Harry Potter Wizards Unite? So, because you're a Harry Potter fan, are you not? Uh, well, maybe you were until a certain point in time. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. We're, I'm slowly pat, walking away from Harry Potter and anything that I liked about it. Uh the collection part of Harry Potter Unite never made sense for the Harry Potter story. Like Harry Potter itself isn't about collecting things, and so that felt tagged on. Like it was just like, oh hey, this is this worked in Go, so you'll collect things in Harry Potter. And the other part is the spells were really complicated. Like to do the good things, you had to like stop and really do the things in the right order, or. Oh. And it was hard to do while walking to be like, oh, I have to do this spell. And you could, if you got really good at it, I suppose you could do it with one hand and keep moving. But that learning curve for me was like, I don't care <laughs> enough to get this skill down. This isn't a skill that I want. The storyline was okay-ish. It just did, it felt like Harry Potter adjacent. Like what you want from Harry Potter is to like, cast spells and fight off eel and it's like okay you kind of do that but also you collect things and that's the main point and have fun and it just <laughs> never grabbed me it's just like this is this is nothing that i want out of this game and it's yeah. too complicated to walk and play like i felt like i had to dedicate a lot of my time to paying attention to the game where i don't feel that way with pokemon going and i really don't feel that way with Pikmin. This is this is the best way I could sum up how I feel about Harry Potter Wizards Unite. When you're you're so imagine going into like a legendary raid, not with twenty people, maybe with like four or five people. So it takes you like two minutes to do it, and then and so everyone's been in that situation. You're like, oh, this took forever. We finally did it. We had a couple seconds left. Now imagine that you're the person that it takes all like twenty balls to catch the Pokemon. And then think about that entire interaction of like, I spent so much time doing this raid, which was me not even looking at the screen, just tapping, and then getting frustrated that it just took so many Pokeballs to catch uh, Darkrai or whatever. That felt like every interaction in, yeah. in Harry Potter. Like, it just felt way too long. Not saying that like, oh, every Pokemon should just catch it in one ball and move on. Like, I'm not saying that. That but would be the dream. <laughs> God, this catching stuff is such garbage. Um, the the main reason I wanted to bring up the Harry Potter is one, it's made by Niantic, who does make Pokemon Go. Uh, and two, I think there was like some concern. I I don't know. I I think this the complaint of, well, this is why I don't give mobile games money because they can disappear is kind of a weird complaint. Because like when I think about, I think I gave Harry Potter like five bucks or something. They had like a starter welcome kit or something of the sort and i gave it five bucks and i think i played harry potter for like four or five days and now that it's shutting down i don't feel like man what that five dollars is like like i think of going to a movie and spending 15 bucks and being like yep i gave that movie 15 dollars. i enjoyed my hour and a half and i moved on and so if pokemon go was ever to shut down because this is what people were thinking of like oh like if i give up Pokemon Go, $100 in five years. I'm not thinking like, oh, that $100 is gone. I'm thinking that I, I'm thinking in the sense of like a movie ticket almost. 
Well, yeah, it's the conversation of you're paying for an experience and not for an actual thing that you will own forever. So, I don't uh, know. I mean, I get it, but I also think the the expectations of purchasing something in a game are different than purchasing something to just observe. They don't sell these microtransactions. They don't sell them as temporary items. They are selling you as things you get to keep as additions to your game. So the basis of that thought process is very different. I know going in to a movie, I am renting their space for the amount of time it takes to watch that movie. I know I am not taking anything away with me. I may sneak my 3D glasses into my pocket and like, heck no, I paid for these and you don't get to recycle them. But the expectation <laughs> of, of, of like a performance is I am... I am paying for that experience, which is a very different thing than how they sell these games. Games have always traditionally been sold as you get to keep this thing. You get to use this thing multiple times. This is a part to enhance your game. There is a sense of ownership that they really rely on to get you to buy these things where other media doesn't do that. But it's the same process of why I still buy music. Because I want to own that thing and I don't want a company to at some point say, we don't like that artist anymore and we're moving your access to this music, which is a real thing. Like their Spotify has lost a ton of artists where I'm very happy that I kept their music so that I get to keep it after. So there is a sense in this very new digital world of, I want to be able to keep this thing. You've sold this as an enhancement to my game and to my experience. And you're going to arbitrarily take that away from me because you shut it down or you didn't think it was worth it anymore. It's a very different presentation than I'm going to go and experience something. There is an experiential part. And if they sold it that way, I guarantee they would get less money. They very much rely on you thinking you're owning this and ignoring the fact that they, could, they rip it from you at any moment. Yeah, I guess I think of it in the in the entertainment part, like I'm getting entertained for 90 minutes and then Pokemon go, or I don't know, maybe Harry Potter people feel like this. I'm getting entertained an hour a day. And if I want to do a community day, I am paying 99 cents or I'm paying 9.99, whatever you decide if you want to spend money for that six hours. But like with Pokemon Go, if you're, you know, paying for raid passes or paying for Pokeballs, you, you use your 100 Pokeballs and then they're they're gone. Like they're not a thing that you're expected to keep. And if you're paying for raid passes, you get your legend. If Pokemon Go shuts down, they give you like a three month warning and you, you move it into home and you still get to keep it. So, yeah. I'm... Keeping in mind that, you know, people are worried about bank, right? Like. The good thing, the way that Nintendo does do this well, is they do give you plenty of warning to say, if you want to keep these digital things, move with you. But Steve, look at your Destiny thing. How much? How mad were you when they took all your Destiny stuff away? Mm, I was. You I was talked mad about in that, that situation times. because they they sold it as a ten year game, and when they go when they when they pitch a game called Destiny One and they go, oh, this one's Destiny Two, you're like, well, this is part of the ten year life cycle. I think it's easy for Harry Potter fans or just maybe the Pokemon Go community who didn't play Harry Potter to go like, well, at least we can transfer our Pokemon because there's not a lot of games that have that expectation. Like, right. What, like, what were you going to do with your if, if Harry Potter Wizards Unite lasted 10 years? What did you 
what was your end goal? <laughs> like, what did you plan to like keep <laughs> or move? Like, Pokemon is in a very unique spot in the sense that they try to let you move Pokemon over, and the fact that Go has compatibility with Bank is already kind of not above and beyond. But some people never thought it was going to come. But then I think about like games of like World of Warcraft, like that ends at some point, doesn't it? It hasn't yet. <laughs> As much as people want it to, no. Like, but that's also the same reason why I don't buy many cosmetics or things for in those games either. Because I, I fundamentally know that that is a dead end. That at some point, I will leave this behind and I have spent literally money on nothing. There's like the battle pass in Unite. We have no Unite news. Unite is in an awful place right now, for the record. <laughs> There's like this real. Well, we know that the pass is ending early. Yeah, it it ends on it's supposed to end on Tuesday night, but it's ending like Tuesday morning because of yeah, I think yeah. Um, United's in a, not. I, I, we can't go down to Unite hole. We don't have enough time. But anyways, <laughs> there's this weird thing where where their people are sending three po Pokemon to bottom lane and one Pokemon to top lane. The Pokemon they're sending to top lane is Lucario because Lucario is so good that can solo top lane. So if you look at a, like, a lot of high-ranked competitive matches, it's just Lucario versus Lucario on the top, and then six Pokemon in the bottom, and then the two Pokemon in the jungle. It's, a, it's awful. It's really bad. Yeah. But the Battle Pass is ending soon, and I haven't played a lot of Unite this season. One, because of what I've just explained. Two, because I've been moving. And I'm thinking, like, do I pay the money to extend the Battle Pass to get the Gengar skin, which is a really cool skin, and I get all the clothes along the way. And then I think to myself, I'm never going to wear those clothes because I spent $20 on the Cramorant clothes and I'm going and to wear that. You need to play that. Gengar. So, but the Gengar is so cute. The Gengar, Gengar is, is really cute, cute, but it doesn't matter if you never play it. I don't play Gengar. But this goes back to the Pokemon Go Harry Potter thing of like, oh, I put this money into the game and the game is now closing. Like, I don't expect Unite to last forever. And I also don't expect to ever wear 99% of the clothes I get in the Battle Pass. They exist. They're there. So I, I don't think I'm going to complete the battle pass with I'm my money. I'm not going to. Uh, but I don't know. There's like, I, I, I guess I'm very glad that Destiny thing happened to me where I collected everything in Destiny 1. I spent all the money in Destiny 1. I spent hours getting an emblem I would never equip just because it was missing a hole in my collection. And when they were like, none of this transfers, I, I am broken inside where I cannot do this for another game. I just... Because it, with Unite, I was like, oh, I like, I like all the clothes in Unite. I like all the costumes in Unite. I like Unite. I would like to collect everything. But also, Unite is not going to last 20 years. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Somebody timestamp this. In 20 years, if people are still playing Unite, Lucario is <laughs> still in the top lane. In 20 years, it's going to be wild. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep on being devil's advocate here. But like, even if you did keep it and Destiny 1 was still a thing and you got all your thing, but you like moved on to Destiny 2, how often are you like going back to look at everything that you have collected in this game, even if it was still around? Um, that's a good point. I think for I think I still wouldn't like equip it or use it. But like with Pokemon Home, I like seeing that, oh, I filled out this collection. And so when I'm adding new things to the collection, that's when I look at the old collection. And I go, yeah, I did that. Even though I'm not like withdrawing that like sun kern. <laughs> it's like you stay there. It's fine. I got you. <laughs> You'll exist in this box you. forever. It's all silly. Mm-hmm. again, like I paid twenty dollars for Unite to get money in there. That's all the money I'll ever put in because I thought it was worth a twenty dollar game. 
if I had walked into Target and had to buy the game for 20 bucks, I would have been happy with that purchase. Anything beyond that is just, to me at this point in my life, pointless. I don't need virtual anything. I don't need to pretend that anybody cares about my achievements. Online <laughs> achievements have never meant anything to me. I don't, I've never cared if somebody gave me a sticker. I don't care if somebody recognizes me for things that I do. If you're going to recognize for me for something, give me money for it so I can buy something that I want. Otherwise, like your words, useless to me in most cases. I like hearing that you enjoy my things, but if like your sole recognition of me is a medal, nah, I'm I'm a good. I don't I don't but, need the medal or the sticker or the little block. But the medals and Pikmin. Hundreds of other people can get for doing minimal amount of work. Like if everybody can get this same achievement, that achievement is useless to me. I like achievements still. I clearly am not a person who likes medals at all. <laughs> I'm pointing in the YouTube video. I have won. I won a thing. Congrats. This one is because, you know, it's an actual award that carried a bunch of stuff with it. That and I you're saying about. mine aren't? Rude. No. I'm saying getting an achievement saying I've collected in 15 of grass types in Pokemon <laughs> Home so satisfying. is meaningless. I like those medals a lot. <laughs> How dare. But like the, what was what had the medals in game? Was that black and white that had the medal yes. master? Pointless. I think I found that to be pointless because I don't was there was no way to ever see them after you collected them, right? No, there was. It was online. Oh yeah, you had but not in the game. You had to go to like not website. in the game. Yeah, that yeah, was the, that online. was the disconnect for me. Is I couldn't like like with the gym badges, you can open up your profile and you're like, oh, I got seven out of eight, and then you can like shine them in some games. In one game, you can shine them in one game, and you can Two, shine them three, in that game again. Diamond, pearl, platinum. One generation. One generation. Hey, uh, this technically is off- two now because they brought it back. This is off Fox t- Fox Two Now. <laughs> Uh, you know, those local news websites, uh, Missouri. What? Tower Grove Park prepares for massive Pokemon Go event. International Safari Zone event is coming to St. Louis. There will be thousands of tourists. There, They say there may be thousands of tourists coming from the park <laughs> from Friday, November 12th to Sunday, November 14th. They then go on to explain what Pokemon Go is. Uh, event planners in St. Louis Park are planning for something big. They already have two towers going up in the park. I believe the cell towers. Yep. Quote, happy to have yet another opportunity to welcome the community to the park, said the Tower Grove Park Director of Development, David Labour. The east end of the park will be closed to vehicle traffic, but the park will remain open for foot traffic. Tower Grove Park is warning patrons that there will be disruptions on paths as technical and event features are put into place. Thousands of people are expected to play in person each day and tickets are sold out. No more tickets are issued on site. We already know that. The last event held in Philadelphia had tens of thousands of people. Uh, this was the first Pokemon Go Safari Zone held in the United States in 2019. Did they have a Safari Zone down there before? I don't think so. What are they talking about? Maybe they did? The event in St. Louis is the third Safari Zone held by the company, limited to people who have purchased tickets. This year. That's what it's held by the company this year. Because it's Philadelphia. What was the other one? Oh, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philadelphia, St. Louis, Park, St. Louis, and what was the third? This was the first Pokemon Go Safari Zone held in the United States since 2019. 2019. 
Are they just referring to GoFest? Yeah, they're referring to GoFest. I have to look up what was the third one. I mean, it's local news. Of course they would get something wrong. Uh, I brought this up because Greg and myself and Will are going to this. Except there was really a midlife crisis of me being like, can we just not go? Greg is saying we have to go. Exactly, we have to go. But do we? Yes, I did not take this time off and vacation and plan on going to a different city for you to be like, no we have to go we have made as long as people are expecting us to be there 24 hours notice we can get our money back no we are going there there are eager people willing and happy to meet us okay the real news though is pikmin community day is the saturday we're playing on friday we need to at least walk ten thousand steps before we get back in the car we can do ten thousand steps when we get back home i might be too tired Oh, early? You're not even going to drive. You're going to sleep in the back of the car. I can't sleep in cars. Too stressful. Can we talk about Pikmin uh, Bloom for a second? I don't know what the third one is. Was it Liverpool? Yes, Liverpool. Is that the third event? That happened first. It was Liverpool, then Pittsburgh, then St. Louis. Yeah. Yes. Pengu, tell, tell me about Pikmin Bloom. What do you want to know about Pikmin Bloom? I finally downloaded Pikmin Bloom because you keep tweeting about it, and I am very easily influenced, apparently. <laughs> That's how we got um, you on the show. <laughs> apparently, I just keep getting reeled in step by step. Um, but I have planted lots of flowers. I've been trying to play Pikmin Bloom while playing Pokemon Go while running, and it's been an adventure. Um, but yeah, I've been planting lots of flowers, been having lots of fun collecting my little Pikmins and like nectaring their heads. It took me so long to figure out you didn't have to throw each nectar <gasps> like a Pokeball. I just this. <laughs> I and that's a total to game you. changer. Hold it and you move it around and they jump up and get it. Okay, here's the number one question that I have on Twitter about uh, Pikmin. What is going on in this game? This is the number one. When I said, we want to be my friend, everybody said, sure. What is happening in this game? I'm still not entirely sure, but it's very cute and there are a lot of glowy flowers. And like, do you really need more? That's enough for me. (laughs) Okay, so I think... I have not looked up anything for Pikmin. I am sure just like there was an explosion of Pokemon Go YouTubers. I am sure there's like two <laughs> Pikmin <laughs> YouTubers that have maybe exploded. I am this sure is my chance. I'm sure there's a subreddit. So from my understanding, there is the exploration feature. So Expedition? Or exploration. Are those different? Are there two things? They are different. They are different. Well, that's convenient. So I think the exploration feature is just you, is just the community working together to put flowers everywhere. So if you look at the map, you'll see where flowers have been, even if you haven't planted the flowers yourself. You can like zoom out and kind of look at like me would be the Twin City area. And you can see that there are areas where no one has ever walked or touched flowers and that that will be gray on the map that's like i think the first part of the game is like can we get the whole world to be flowers um which is obviously a long-term goal and then there's like personal short-term goals of if you go into like the pikmin decks you can get different kind of pikmin so you get like a pikmin that has like a mushroom growing out of his head or you can get a pikmin that has like a boat growing out of his head so there are location-based pikmin and I think those are like, not the shinies, but like the rare ones of if you use your scanner near a restaurant, you might get a restaurant Pikmin. If you use your scanner near a, a park, you might get one of the park Pikmin. If you use a scanner next to the road, you might get one of the road Pikmin. 
So there's a bunch. What is the scanner? Yeah, what's the scanner? The is scanner, that like the item scanner? The scanner is that megaphone that is above your flowers. The little megaphone. And when you activate it, it has a cooldown of like five hours. So there's like whistle, mm -hmm. your planter, your flowers, and the very top is your... Oh, it's called the detector. Okay. So if I look at the de detector right now, it, it says there's a place nearby... And that place is like a mini mart. But if you go into the Pikmin decks, which I don't know how to get to right now. I think maybe you click on your name. Oh, yeah. So you click on your name and then you click on the little Pikmin icon. So there's a restaurant, cafe, sweet shop, movie theater, pharmacy, zoo, forest. Um, so like the forest Pikmin, they look like little owls. And then the waterside post office Pikmin, art gallery Pikmin. Oh, so the art gallery Pikmin, they look like little pictures. I have like two of these. There's a bunch, and one—they're both roadside Pikmin. I'm not seeing the scanner thing. Do oh. I have to like be a level to unlock it? I you think, have to be a level to unlock I think it. You have to be um, like level ten. I'm level you eleven. Oh, I don't. You don't maybe. have. You have no clue about what levels are. I don't. You keep telling me, "Oh, you'll get these things." I'm at level thirteen, and I still don't have the one thing you said I would get at level ten. Yeah, there are raids. Yeah, I don't know when you get the scanner thing or the detector. Wait, there are raids. Is that what the big flowers are? No. No, the big flowers are just big flowers. Yeah, I don't know what those do yet. Okay. Nobody does. That's the thing. Everybody's like, what is this game? What does it do? And it's like, no clue. There, there is yeah. no internal explanation There are expeditions, whatsoever. which are sending your Pikmin out to get stuff, and then the Pikmin will bring that stuff back. And then there are, um, at like six, maybe it's like level 16 or something, there are different expeditions where you can send your Pikmin to like beat up some mushrooms. And then it'll say, like, five people can join you, but no one ever joins me. And then there's, like, a countdown, like a, a raid battle, where it'll say, like, oh, it took you five minutes to beat up these mushrooms. And it's like, well, if you had more people, you would beat it up faster. And then they, when Is they beat up... Is there a time limit on beating up the mushrooms? No, you can beat them up forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the first time I beat up mushrooms, it took, like, 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> nah, you can beat them up forever. It's great. Murder them mushrooms. Wait, one okay, thing so unrelated to this, but I was looking a little bit on Reddit about people playing Pikmin Bloom, and one person said to note that if you send something out on an expedition, like it moves in real time um, based on like where you are, and they said they took a flight across the country and sent a Pikmin out on, a, on an expedition. They were like a beta tester, and then they went home, and the Pikmin took 45 days to like walk across <laughs> oh, the country back to them. <laughs> so oh, like something poor, to keep in mind. That poor little Pikmin. It was it was kind of cool to get to Minnesota because I had so many expeditions in Milwaukee. So I was like sending the Pikmin back and it'd be like, we'll see you in like six days. I'm like, okay, go. <laughs> okay, bye, little friends. See you later. Uh, okay, I think it's great though. I think it's like the opposite of Harry Potter. Like Pokemon Go was this very, you know, some people consider Pokemon Go not a game. They're like, oh, it's just it's boring or it doesn't appeal to me. I think Pokemon Go strikes a pretty good balance of like grabbing your attention for maybe an hour a day. And then like, unless you're super hardcore, you don't really have to pay attention to it. And then Harry Potter was like, you want way too much attention. And Niantic yeah. did say that Niantic was like, Harry Potter is a more advanced, like a hardcore version of Pokemon Go. Um, and I kind of see why they said that. Um, but Pikmin is like, I'm going to start planting flowers. I'm going to send them out on expeditions. I'm going to feed them nectar. And then I'm going to go into Target for 30 minutes, buy a giant Twix bar, come back out. And then in that time, 
I didn't interact with the app, but when I get back to my car, I felt like I've accomplished a bunch of stuff without having the app constantly open like Pokemon Go. Yes, but then I don't interact with the app and I come back and 40% of my battery is gone. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it's really good at just draining your battery. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, it's one of the few things that I say it can track me always. Because if you don't have it on track you always, then it is mostly useless. <laughs> like, you have to keep it open so it knows where you're going. Or you have to have it on always. Either way, it's a battery drain. So I do hope that they do something. Deal with that issue. I kind of like it. Make it run lighter. Because that was a problem when Go first started too, if I remember correctly. Like People were like, oh, I played Pokemon Go for half an hour and I literally have to charge my phone. Yeah, I remember that. So does it not do anything if you have it uh, like location turned off in the background? Because I turned mine off because my phone kept yelling at me because it was like, Pikmin keeps checking your location and it's draining all your batteries. So I turned it off and like... I haven't actually been checking uh, how much lower my step counts I, are, but... I think it can't... I think it will get your step total because the phone will keep your step total, but it won't know where you were yes. on your path. Oh, I see. Because it okay. didn't know your location that entire time. And since that's part of its thing, like fill the world with flowers or whatever we're doing with this game, if you have that off, then it can't track you, which means if you want to plant flowers, you have to leave it open so that it, it is always there and it's fine like i don't need it to know where i am but i think it also pulls like we went to dinner the other night over in uh dinky town and i had it tracking over there so it showed that i went all the way to dinky town mm -hmm. and then came back to my house and it kept that path if i didn't have that on it would have been like you were here then you popped over here and then you popped back so do you keep your flowers planting just all the time in the background I only I, do it when I'm doing my daily constitutionals. Okay. I will. I'm not, I, it took me a lot of time to get those flower petals, and I'm not going to waste it by walking around my house. But then your house will be filled with flowers. My house is filled with flowers. My house is definitely filled with flowers. I like looking in the neighborhood and seeing other right people's now. houses filled with flowers, which is only one other house, like four blocks down. <laughs> Oh, you can go up and knock cake. You want to be Pikmin? <laughs> yeah, I was I wondering earlier uh, when you when you said that you can see everyone else's flowers because that was something I was wondering about because I only see my flowers, so clearly I'm the only person in the mm. city playing this game. <laughs> yeah, you can see other people's flowers because when there we got to Dinky Town, that was the, my neighborhood that are. that was the very first time I was in Dinky Town, and there were flowers everywhere already. Yeah, well, they're college students. What else are they going to do but play Pikmin? Play Pikmin. Um. Yeah, Pikmin's pretty good. I like it a lot. I only plant flowers when I like when I know I'm walking. So if I'm right. like walking around That's Target or if I'm I've I because of Pikmin, I like put a scarf on, I put a coat on, and I was like, I need to walk like a mile because I'm so close to the next level and I want to make sure I get my steps in. And I ended up walking two miles because I forgot where I lived. Uh <laughs> really just walked right past my house and just I was in the zone. And all of a sudden, I'm like 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm in another neighborhood. <laughs> no, this only makes sense because you just moved. Okay, people, it's a brand new house. It makes sense. But that's the funniest thing I've heard in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was very calm. I was like, I'm going to walk two blocks, turn two blocks. I'm going to go to complete square. And then after like 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, I never turned. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about the fourth side of the square. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
was oh, and he was never seen again. I'm waiting to see the busy street that I was planning on turning on, and I just <laughs> walked right through it. Pikmin's good. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, we're gonna t- <laughs> take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we have some uh, TCG news and a couple other news articles. Not a lot this week, but uh, we're leading up to Diamond and Pearl. So obviously we'll have a lot uh, next week's episode for that. There's rumors and leaks and people got early copies of Diamond and Pearl. That's out. Uh, we're not going to be talking about any of that. Look, the game is like 12 days away. So I'm sure if you care about that, you've already looked it up. But we'll take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about the rest of the stuff. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Therapy is a very important part of everybody's life, or at least it should be. Really, making sure that you're taking care of your body and your mind is very, very important. Take it from me, an old person whose body is failing them. I have to check up on my body, and I also like to check in about my brain. And therapy helps with that a whole lot. Definitely. It's it's not just going to therapy when something has already broken down and, and you're going in a spiral. It's just about uh, checking in and maintaining your mind and keeping things healthy and chugging along smoothly. BetterHelp is custom online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and its super effective listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And we are back from our break. We got some TCG stuff. Let's start with uh, Fusion Strike, which I believe comes out this week. Do you? Does anybody other than Steve play the TCG in this current podcast, or is this a Steve-only thing? It's a Steve-only thing. Good. Good. All right. We'll burn hey, through this one fast. You can, uh, you can ask any questions, Greg. I got answers for you. Oh, so full disclosure, the Pokemon Company did send me a box, a booster box of Fusion Strike. They sent it to my old PO box, so it's it's lost forever. Uh, I was I don't know. They told me eventually they'll forward it to my new PO box, but we'll we'll see. But uh, they did send me one. I haven't opened any of them, but uh, it, the set does come out November twelfth. If you are curious, let's say you're like, oh yeah, it's easier to find TCG cards. Should I get Fusion Strike? Should I not? I'm gonna say the answer is no. Don't get Fusion Strike. If there's any cards you should be maybe buying, get Celebrations. A Fusion Strike is. Over 260 cards. There's a Mew. There's a Bolton. There's a Chandelier. There's a Gengar VMAX. You're not going to pull any of these cards. There's too many cards. It's 99% filler. If you're playing competitively, obviously, of course, buy the cards you need to buy. But um, that set is... Oh, there's a Genesec card. That set is out. <laughs> they announced a new set coming out February 25th. It is 170 cards, which I... Fusion Strike is 260, so this is 90 less cards, so I'm already more into this set than the last set. This is coming out February 25th, so that's relatively close to Pokemon Day, which is February 26th, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, it's called Sword and Shield Brilliant Stars. 
It introduces Pokemon V-Star. V-Star is an evolved form for Pokemon V. Yes, V-Cards still exist. Insert your joke here. Each Pokemon V-Star has a potent V-Star power, and each player can use only one V-Star power per game. V-Star powers come in two varieties, abilities and attacks. Both can drastically alter the course of battle. As you might expect, Pokemon V-Star also have higher HP, higher damage attacks to back up their V-Star powers. And like Pokemon V, they are rewarded with two prize cards if they are knocked out. Um, And they show an Arceus V-Star, which makes sense since uh, that game is coming out relatively soon. And then they show a Charizard V-Star, which looks to be bad. Um, but but it's a Charizard. Sure, but it's, yeah, it can't be bad as a Charizard. What are you talking about? <laughs> they have they have definitely mastered the. It only took them twenty five years to be like, maybe we should just print Charizard in every set. Charizard cards in general are normally bad though. Like it is very like I the the last Charizard I remember being like good competitively was Reshiram Charizard, and Reshiram is always good, and Charizard's always bad. So Charizard got lucky in that situation. So okay. You have to have a V card down to put a V star on top of it? Is yes. this? Okay. There have been other mechanics like that, but another mechanic that would sound familiar would be Mega Evolution. You have to have Gardevoir down already. Next turn, you can Mega Evolve Gardevoir. There was also called Breaks, and a very popular break card was Greninja. So you played on Greninja, and then um, you play Greninja Break on top of that. Is this continuing the trend of uh, spiraling health and spiraling power? It's actually kind of a step back. So normally, if I remember correctly, like a VMAX card was three prizes, and they are going back to this being two prizes. Mm. And I think the reason being is because people, even though the cards had more damage or more health, like losing a whole prize was still not worth playing it so that was like a small it's not like it sounds like a small change to people who don't play but like obviously managing your prizes in order to win the game you would have to take six prizes and if you're playing these powerful v card pokemon those are two prize cards so you only have to knock out three and then if you're playing something like a tag team which i believe was three prizes then you only have to knock out two so people got really weird in like what they prioritize and like what they're putting in their deck because it, it affects how you build a deck. So I think they're still trying to find that balance. I don't know. I don't the I, I actually don't know how healthy the TCG is at this point compared to where when it was when I was playing and I was playing when it was um Charizard uh Reshiram Charizard and Zekrom Pikachu. And I think those cards are still playable. So but- they have double turbo energy card listed on this page. What is turbo about this? Double turbo energy. Yeah. Let's see what it does. As long as this card is attached to the Pokemon, it provides two colorless energy. Uh, the attacks of this Pokemon do 20 dom. Oh, so yeah. So turbo energy would be like, so for Arceus V, Trinity Charge needs two energy, but it can be any energy. So you could just play one turbo on it, which is actually really great because turbo says it reduces the damage done but trinity charge doesn't do any damage so you don't get that oh i see so you don't get that penalty okay which is because that penalty seems like a lot to me but minus 20 damage yeah yeah most most um, situations are usually 10 to 20 damage like oh i'm just 10 damage short so 
it matters. Like with when Black and White first came out, there was a Reshiram and a Zekrom card, and they both had 130 HP, but they both could only do max 120 damage. So a lot of people would then try to figure out a way to do that extra 10 damage because you need to do 130, and it only did 120. Mm. So the TCG is very much built around. It's like it's also in like VGC, like, oh, if I only had one more turn, I would have won. Right. Or what like, is... oh, they lived on one HP. What is the deal with Sharon's care? Put one of your star Pokemon? What does that mean? Oh, Charon. Put one of your colorless Pokemon that have any damage. Ah. Yes. So, so yeah, Charon, you, Charon um, because he's a normal type gym leader, he takes advantage of like colorless Pokemon. So he, he would probably, I don't know if he's actually good, but one of your color Pokemon. Yeah, that seems fine. That seems really good for like an Arceus because you're, you're taking all the damage off of it and then replaying it back down. Last bit of TCG news is the Pokemon trading card game live has been delayed until 2022. Oof. Which is weird because they just announced that this app existed like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, they just announced it and said by the end of the year and they're like, nope. Um, this is off NintendoLife.com. Back in September, the Pokemon company revealed the Pokemon trading card game live, a new app that was expected to launch sooner rather than later. Unfortunately, plans have changed. And the Pokemon company has made the tough decision to delay the game until 2022 to offer a more polished experience. The, this will apply to the soft launch of the mobile device that was open for the beta for the PC. They did not say what part of 2022 that would be. <laughs> That's on purpose. Additionally, some of you may have received code cards with the TCG Live branding as part of some of the TCG products, though the TCG Live is not available at the time. Please know these code cards are still redeemable for the Pokemon trading card game online, which is the current app. This is like a blessing for me because we're getting <laughs> Diamond and Pearl in like 10 days and I just moved and obviously Diamond and Pearl will probably take a solid three months of my life and then Arceus Legends comes out and that will take time. And so not having and we're if Unite wasn't bad, I would probably still pl be playing Unite. So not having another app to deal with because even even if you just wanted to get into the TCG, like oh, TCG Live is when I'm going to start playing the TCG. You're like cool, but as somebody who has hundreds of old booster packs in Pokémon Trading Card Game Online and and boxes of code cards that I have yet to redeem. I probably need a solid week of maintenance. Of like mm -hmm. scanning these in, opening these packs, keeping some packs closed. Because they said if you have some packs closed, they'll be converted into gems when this app launches. And you have to like trade all these other cards because it will only take four. So if you have like five Mewtwo EXs, you should probably trade one of the Mewtwo EXs to a friend. So they have a Mewtwo EX because otherwise you lose the Mewtwo EX forever. So there's just so much maintenance. That was the stressful part for me. Like, I don't have time for the maintenance. And they said once this app launches, TCG Live, TCG Online will shut down and you won't be able to get back in. But I don't, I don't, they didn't say why. <laughs> they didn't say what went wrong. I don't, but I think it's fine. I think it's, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, TCGO is still working. It sounds exists. to me like somebody was like, we should announce that we're going to have it by the end of the year and that'll force us to have it yeah, done by the end of the year. And a month later, then... they're like, we're not going to have this done by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's a there's a couple of big things that have been delayed that I'm like, oh, it makes things easier. 
But also, yeah. I have a fundamental question for Steve. Okay. Now that all of the Pokemon Celebration Parade figures are back in Pokemon Center, as a person who is like, oh, I should have gotten all those parade figures, uh, what is your decision now that you actually can? Uh, are Oh, they added a bunch of train stuff, too. They did. They're all still bad, but here we are. I would... S- Oh, I guess there's parade. I don't think the parade is that bad. I think the parade is better than the train. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we still have uh, Yarfing Torchic and <laughs> Yarfing <laughs> and Yarfing Froki to deal with in this parade. Are we, are we sure the parade is done? And it's not done, but all the pieces that are currently released are back and available, including the the start of it, which is your whole thing of why you weren't going to go forward and buy it. Well, it's there, bud. Yeah, but 30 plus 30, that's $150, Greg. Yeah, but you were complaining that you missed your shot. So here we are. You- this is your shot. This is This is putting the pedal to the metal. You can get all the pieces. Are you going to get it? Because you were saying... You couldn't because the first one was gone. So I'm holding you to your words. Are you going to buy it now that you can get all the pieces? Is your collector-itis, given that you have to move all this stuff, where are you standing? So as somebody who just moved, and I got a small story. I, I, bought, the, <laughs> I bought the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl Switch Lite, $199. Bought it from Best Buy. Got delivered this morning. Going to use it for a giveaway. Not actually going to keep it for myself. Going to give back to the people who watch on Twitch or people who support um, through Slack or listen to the podcast and whatnot. And Irene was like, oh, you bought that. And I was like, yeah, um, it's for a giveaway. She's like, oh, you didn't get one for yourself? And I was like, no, it's 199 and I don't need a Switch Lite to collect dust. Thinking about all the other things in my house that collect dust. And this, my wife, she goes... <laughs> Oh, you're not a true collector then. And then walks away from me. Is she wrong? She's not wrong. No, she's not wrong. (laughs) But I'm like, ah, $150 for some parade figures that'll collect dust on my shelf, just like a $200 Switch light. That's like a Pokeball and a half. Mm, That's true. I have those metal Pokeballs. I have the original. Yeah, see, I wish I, I don't have them all. That's the problem. If I had the old Pokemon DSIs and DS Lights and 3DSs, they're so cool. Are, did you get the Dialga Palkia Switch? Heck no, I don't need that thing. You have the. This is the entire conversation. You need <laughs> yeah. all of them. You've started I the collection. Don't. I don't need them. I'm not a collector. You're the big collector here. You're the one that's like, I have to have one of everything. I have to catch all the Peakmen. I have to go to all the community days for 50 hours. But when the when the when the brass tacks are in front of me, you're like, nah, I'm gonna skip on that parade. I'm not buying another light for myself. And you call your you you put pride in your collection. That is your identity, and you're tossing it aside. If you're not a collector, Steve, what are you? Confused. Uh, Let me also, tell you, a bunch of the, Christmas, packing... the Christmas stuff came out, and it's not good. 
There's there's some good Christmas Piplup stuff. There's a Piplup riding a man a mantine or a or a something. Mantikes. <laughs> Mantike. Uh there are some like Piplup keychains. Those are good. I'm saying the train. The train is mm-hmm. not good. There's nothing about that holiday train. It's because it doesn't have Piplup on it. Well, absolutely. But also like <laughs> they decided in the middle of the train to put Snorlax asleep on the train tracks. I kind of like that. Where else and would Snorlax be? But it's like, where does that go? I think it goes in front of the train, doesn't it? It has to go in front. So they've, they've just decided to add a new front part to the train. <laughs> it could go in the back of the train, I guess. But then why does anybody care? Did it fall off the train? Oh, did you? Did, this is an audio podcast. Uh, but if you, I encourage everyone to go to PokemonCenter.com and zoom into this Machamp's face on the Deli Bird Holiday Express. <laughs> it's so Alex. good. I mean, it's poorly painted, but it's very good. It's a lot happening. It's um, very concerned that Snorlax is about to get run over by a train. Pengu, did you order the $99 Piplup Pokemon Squishy Plush 19-inch? I have not, but it's been getting texted to me daily, and I have been <laughs> fantasizing about so squishing this squishy Piplup. Uh, so it, it might still happen, but um, I, I do have a lot of penguins already. I don't know if I can justify getting another penguin uh, uh we'll i guess see. you're not a true collector i saw somebody i am who- not claiming to be so <laughs> but you could be as happy as the person in she, these photos, the, the girl in, in the photos is very happy i'm sure she would be um she's thrilled i was, I was trying Her to think whether it'd complete. be as squishy as the pokemon center ice ice cube which is very squishy and since like squishy is in the name it must be extra super duper squishy I mean, you know it's that weird polyester stuff with the beads in it. Yeah. Fair. Like, I mean, Ice Cube is a good squishy. Is. He's like the good kind of squishy. The the polyester beads I squishy mean, okay. is not as satisfying. If you get nothing, $11 to get the squishy Piplup keychain. 11 bucks. That's true. You could get the, the keychain. I could. You get a little hand squishy. And you need it for those moments of stress. I, I, I have been squishing a bubble tea in my hands, but I dropped it on the floor, so now I'm squishing oh. it with my feet, because um, I do appreciate having squishy things in my hands at all times. I will say the holiday Piplup pin is very cute. I haven't seen Piplup the pin, I don't up, think. Piplup wrapped up in ribbon, adorable. It's a three-pack. It's the it's a three pack. Deli Bird, you get two other garbage Pikachu, things, Piplup. But... It's 20 bucks. Right. I'll yes, our chat. three favorite penguins, uh, yes. Piplup, Delibird, and Pikachu. I mean, Delibird is kind of a penguin. Delibird's uh, definitely a penguin. Two things. Pulls presents out of its butt. <laughs> okay, uh, two things. They, Greg is correct. The Christmas selection this time around is bad. It was much better mm-hmm. last year. Okay, the one thing that I did want, I wanted the Snom holiday sweater. I ordered it. And it's sold out. Because I'm not a medium or a small. Number There's two, no world that I'm a medium or a small. Number two is they increased the price of the record player. Yeah. It was like 320 at one point, right? And now it's $400. It's the same record player. They just double it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and now it's, now it's more rare because there's fewer of them. Like, what? I'm very I, I I wanted the record player, but the fact that they jacked the price up like eighty bucks, I know I know I don't want it anymore. 
You advertised it for over a week at a lower price. You can't just increase it. Yeah, they can. I mean, yes, they can. <laughs> yeah, they can and they did. That's how retail works. <laughs> I'm very upset about <laughs> this increased cost. I will say, I the only thing of the holiday collection that I actually w- kind of want. It was the Chin Chow plush, right? The, I almost wanted the uh, Snom One Piece pajamas until I realized it came with the hood and then I was out. What? Because hoods are awful. No, the only thing that I actually kind of want is the Galarian Ponyta Winter Knit Beanie. Because that thing is so cute. I wear the heck out of that thing. I want to preference this as a family-friendly podcast. We're a family-friendly family here. But if we're talking about one-piece pajamas, we're all thinking it. You cannot go to the bathroom without taking that entire thing off. Like, you just can't. Well, some of them have, like, the butt flaps. Yeah, right? butt flaps exist for a reason. I don't think, unfortunately... These don't we, have the butt flaps. We need yeah, to these be are an... as accurate as possible when it comes to Pokemon merchandise on this podcast. And I'm looking at this guy's butt right now. There's no yeah. flap. Of course you are. There's no flap back there. There's no flap. I mean, for $60, yeah, you, just, you take it off. It's a small price to pay for the <laughs> for the utter plush Look, comfort of walking around You should around not be movie. drinking water or liquids at... An hour, at least two hours before you go to bed. And you're not putting this on until you go to bed. What? I feel like you're putting this on as soon as you get home from work. I mean, assuming that you you go out. You're They're not wearing this all night? They as pajamas. And you do not wear pajamas during the day. I do like that it has the hood. The hood is awful. I feel like for 60 bucks, it needs butt flap. It does. Like, so, like the Snom Holiday Pajama Pantsuit. I literally... Had the thing up. I had my credit card in hand, and I was clicking through the pictures, and I because I had ignored the hooded part because I thought, oh, well, maybe it's detachable. It's not. You and then I'm cut like, it. I am. Yeah, one hundred percent. Scissors out. are detachable. So cut okay, it I would have to cut it, and then I have to sew the fringe because I would not want it to start unraveling from my poor cut. Yeah. Nah. They should offer a non-hooded version, or it should detach. What's wrong and with hoods? Hoods are so cozy. Hoods are awful. That's why Greg they are in me. the way when you lean back. People grab onto them. People put things in there. How old your, are you? How old are the people your, around you? Look, <laughs> who's grabbing your <laughs> people? People in this world Is are there wild. Something about your husband? And they do we wild things, and I'm not putting up with it anymore. I am not. Ever since I was a child, people tug it on your hood. Nah, it's not worth it. So plus, what you're saying is that one of these plus, coveted mod hoodies that you own is just going to collect dust. Absolutely. It, <laughs> it is literally sitting next to my dresser, not on the floor, but off the floor. And Brent, my husband, said, oh, I'd wear that, except it's, I can't fit into it. I said, yeah, it is literally just going to sit here because I will never wear it because I will never wear a hoodie. Also, hoods are like the worst thing to actually keep your head warm because if there's any wind, it just cups in. It cups to the front <laughs> and lets you scratch it closed. And then I've got this thing scratched around my face. Hoods are awful. I feel like everything Greg is saying about like hoods and pajamas and onesies and everything is just so diametrically opposed to everything I believe about what is comfortable. <laughs> the Lafion Glaceon t-shirt, however, I may have to purchase this because it is outstanding. I don't the the so good. The, the theme of underwater Christmas, I respect that somebody probably watched The Little Mermaid before they went into this. But I just I just don't dig it. It's just a very like weird. What do you have against Atlantids and Atlanteans? All uh, five Atlantis of them is my to favorite Chinese song. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I I uh, I don't know I don't know 
I'm I'm very disappointed about this Christmas offering. I think I liked the last Christmas better because they did a lot of like gold and white and black stuff, and I'm very into that aesthetic. And I liked the subtleness of their Christmas stuff last year. It felt like Didn't something. Did you get the Moomoo could... milk plate and it r- r- rubbed off? Yeah, I bought two of those. One to collect, obviously, to put next to my ancient Mew. The other one was like, let's use these, and then they 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 fell apart. They're now used for cat. Okay, but the winter trays. pillow cover, which is blue, green, gray, and red, those are very subtle and nice. Those are, but I got the pillows last year, so I don't need. <laughs> but you got black and white pillows, not these color ones. I don't and need the red any more one Christmas has pillows. Gardevoir on the back. You gone. always need more Christmas pillows. These are Christmas colors. Oh, they are really cool on the back. I didn't realize they had a back to them. Yeah, and there's Pineco and all. Oh, the these main... are pillow covers. These aren't even real pillows. Yeah, you can put them on anything. I'm kind of into that. They're very good. We just got a new living room rug. Christmas. It's very um. Did our you got couch- the Pokemon one? No, I did not get the Pokemon. That was stolen art. <laughs> we got so our our when we moved in, the house was already most of the rooms were already painted. They were painted like the standard like HGTV bluish gray. Yep, which is like a good color. It's fine. Um, it's neutral. And then we have a gray couch, and Irene was like, "Our room is too boring." And so I got a very loud rug from Target that just arrived. So maybe maybe I get these pillows. They spice up the yeah. great couch. Yeah. And get an extra set to give me for Christmas. Okay. All right. Make your Christmas list now, Greg. Uh, my Christmas list is continually and constantly updated. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Question of the week. Is that where we're at? Yeah, because, well, we can't do Pokemon of the week because Will's not here. He's on a mission. Where is my question? He's on a mission to Teja. Uh, All right. Welcome to the question of the week. Uh, Let's do Al's question. We did this. No, we didn't. We we talked about it for the first half of the show. We talked about the topic, but we didn't answer. Why do you think Go? So Al says, why do you think Go has managed to last so long when Wizards Unite has died less than halftime? We didn't bring this up, but I'm going to assume that Part of the reason why they decided to close was licensing fees. Yeah, I'm sure. One of the things I think why Pokemon Go... So, the what Pokemon Go does directly also ties to what you do in the game, right? Like, you collect in the game. Everything that you did in the main series game and everything that a lot of people like in the main series games, you could still do in Pokemon Go. What everybody likes about Harry Potter, which is imagining that they're a wizard and in a school and having hijinks, did not translate over into the game. So I think there was a fundamental disconnect from what people, how people interact and feel about Harry Potter to how they felt about a clone of Pokemon Go sort of with Harry Potter shellacked on top. I just don't think it was a good fit from the start and it wasn't at all what harry potter fans wanted from a game when we did go fest at the art park yeah and i had the stream backpack on and then you guys Mm -hmm. left for food and then everyone gave me a weird look when i said i can't eat right now because i was so exhausted from walking and with the very hot backpack on all day when you guys left the couple there was like a, I don't know if they were a couple, but I'll just say two friends were 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 talking to each other, and they were <laughs> very excited, and they were talking about Harry Potter Wizards Unite. 
<laughs> it was very jarring to walk past that conversation of two people being like, oh my gosh, they just added this in Wizards Unite, and I can't wait for this event. It was very jarring. It has nothing to do with Al's question. It just was a very fond memory I have about Wizards Unite that happened like six months ago, or whenever GoFest was. But this is also what we didn't talk about earlier, is I do hate when people say, like, the only reason Pokemon Go is successful is because of the Pokemon brand. I just don't... Obviously, the Pokemon brand is very big, but I there are there have been plenty of games that Pokemon... There have been plenty of just things that have exist that Pokemon is attached to that doesn't sell or fall, has fallen off. Pokemon Duel, um, Pokemon Rumble Rush, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, like... Like, I know people like Mystery Dungeon. It doesn't sell as well as these people think they do. It just, it just doesn't. <laughs> so just because the Pokemon brand is attached, I don't think is the leading or reason why Pokemon Go is so... Like, Harry Potter is inc- incredibly successful. Like, yeah. like, like, as much as J.K. Rowling sucks now, that franchise has done very well in movies and, mm-hmm. and other forms of media. So I don't think the the sole reason or why Pokemon Go is so successful is because of Pokemon. Another thing I just want to point out is why I pointed out the games that Pokemon was attached to that failed is think about how many people never played a Pokemon game and played Pokemon Go. And that's yeah. and that's not like that is their game in. Like it was they they didn't know anything about Pokemon and because they liked Go so much, they became a Pokemon fan. And and I don't know if that is the same for Harry Potter. I don't know if somebody. I'm sure there were some people, but well, I, I mean, I think also one of the strengths about Pokemon is it plays on our natural affinity for pets, right? Like we all we are as a species. Most of us are very pet, cute, animal focused, and one of the strengths of Pokemon is. You can show people the breath of all the Pokemon and everybody will find something that they are drawn to. They're like, I really like this one. I like this design. I think it's cool. I think it's cute. Whatever. There's something about Pokemon that their designs are so good that literally everybody can look at something and say, I really like that. I know nothing about the game, but that that attracts me. And Harry Potter is a subsection and off. Like a lot of people like fantasy, but Harry Potter is a very specific type of fantasy. And the creatures are all part of myth. And so that same connection that we make that with animals and pets doesn't exist in that world. And I think people who really like Harry Potter like it for very different reasons than Wizards Unite presented. Yeah, I've uh, never played the Harry Potter game, so I don't know about that. But I think what Greg was saying earlier about the mismatch between, like, the gameplay mechanics of the mobile game and, like, the franchise as a whole makes a lot of sense to me. Like, um, before ever playing Pokemon Go and I heard that Pokemon Go was launching, it's like, okay, that makes sense. You, like, have a game where you can walk around and catch Pokemon. That makes perfect sense. But, like, I can't even, uh, like conjure up a representation of what a walking Harry Potter mobile game would be like and what the point of it would be. Yeah. I think that was the problem I also had with it at when I started playing it the first time is I didn't understand what the concept should be, but I knew when I was playing it that it wasn't this. 
Like, I don't know what I wanted it to be, but I'm pretty sure I didn't want it to be this. I think I could say the same thing about Pikmin. Like, I when they were like, Niantic's making a Pikmin game, we all like was like, well, that's weird. Like, why Pikmin? There's so many other Nintendo series that are more successful than Pikmin. And, like, I didn't look anything into it. Like, I remember reading the press release on the show of, like, Niantic's making a Pikmin game. It's out in, I think it was in beta for, like, South Korea. Yeah. And I didn't look into it. And then when it came out, I downloaded it. It asked very little of me. And it was, like, cute and charming enough. And I feel like because it asked very little of me, I was it was incentivized to come back and be like, okay, what else do you, what, yeah. what else are you doing? With Harry Potter, yep. I was like... And I, I have no clue how a new Go player comes into Go because I think Go is incredibly complicated from when it was five years ago. Uh, and I think Pengu can speak to that because I remember her getting into Go and being like, what does this do? What does this do? Should I power up these Pokemon? But when Harry, Harry Potter asked so much of me at the start and I was like, I don't have time to answer all these questions right now. Like you're you're asking a lot and I don't know if I like you yet. <laughs> But I also think one of the strengths of Pikmin is the same thing that's a strength for Go. Pikmin the Games is about pulling the Pikmin out of the ground, getting your platoon, and sending them on expeditions. Like, a core gameplay of why people like Pikmin is still very much represented in Pikmin Bloom. Mm-hmm. You 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 plant them, you pull them out, and you send them off to do stuff. Like, that, that hook is there, and I just don't think it was ever fully there for Wizards Unite. I would, and I think very it may have gotten there later because I know there's a lot of people batteries like I can't carry back. Yeah. But like, I think later, like there's fans of Wizards Unite who got into it and got a lot out of the game because I didn't continue with it. But I think it just did not have an auspicious start. It didn't start on the right foot for a lot of people and then never really started running from them. Because the Harry, pa- Harry Potter fandom is huge. There's a lot of them, and they are very into the Harry Potter stuff. So, like, it should have been a slam dunk. I just don't think the game ever delivered on what anybody really wanted from Uh, This is off YouTube. This is from John. How can following Pokemon... Oh, also, if you want us to read your question, either the first question comes from our Slack, which is through our Patreon. Uh, The second question comes from our YouTube, which is totally free. If you watch on YouTube, comment, like, subscribe, um, whatever that stuff. This is from John. How can following Pokemon be made a better mechanic in Sword and Shield? I don't think it's great. Heart Gold and Soul Silver, it is so good. It's like, I mean, is is that just saying make it make them follow you not in the DLC? Is there anything else that can be changed about the following mechanic? Really? Um, I think I do agree with John. I I think in Sword and Shield, it's really weird. I feel like they either are way too close to you or they. They like kind of stutter behind you because sometimes like you'll they they're too slow to follow you and then they just like disappear and then they jump behind you again. Um, or I kind of like, like though that the speed changes. Like when I have yeah, my ice key so, waddling behind me, I love that he like waddles as fast as he can and still can't keep up with me. I mean that is a fundamental problem of having a three D environment versus Heart Gold Soul Silver of a constant two D environment. Like the. In Heart Gold Soul Server, they didn't have to adjust to follow behind you. They followed the exact path that you walked. Mm-hmm. And I don't find the Heart Gold Soul Server one particularly spectacular. Like, they just followed the exact path I went on, whereas I find them more dynamic in Sword and Shield. I just think it came too late. 
Like they weren't following me from the beginning. And it's weird that when you go back to the wild area, they or in other parts of the map, except for those two areas, they go back into their Pokeball. Like, are they not allowed in the rest of Galar? <laughs> why do they why do they have to go back into their ball? I, feel I like think what John is missing is in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, it was really good. Like when you're walking with a Rattata, not only will the Rattata have its speed that is different than like a Nekans or a Charmander because the Rattata is like way faster, but it will like run in front of you and that will like it will like do circles around you as you're walking and Magikarp would actually like flop and it would like flop in front of you a little bit. Um, And some Pokemon wouldn't go in front of you at all, like Porygon, I don't think ever. Um, And then bigger Pokemon like Arcanine, you just ride them instead. Like, yeah. But again, the the Let's Go map is pretty flat. Yeah, it's really flat, and they only had 150 Pokemon versus right. Sword and Shields 5? Something. So I get uh, it. A bunch. But I, it for me, it was disappointing going from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee to Sword and Shield being like, oh, these are more static in Sword and Shield, and they don't really have that. Um, they don't feel like they have like an exploration feature that Let's Go had. Yeah, I didn't play Let's Go until about six months ago because I am late to everything. Um, so the following <laughs> mechanic was like new to me this year, and I got I I saw that after I played it in Sword and Shield, and I was like, "Wow, this is so cute and like new and fun." Um, and it, I have to keep reminding myself that it came before Sword and Shield. I don't know how it would be made better though. Um, um, I think that I mean I think you hit on a couple of things. It like. I feel like in Sword and Shield, like if they're going to continue going forward, they should have more of the personality that they had in Let's Go. I think if they're going to include it, they need to build in better spatial awareness. Because uh, I feel like the biggest problem in those is that they just don't have good spatial awareness. And when the game can't figure out what they're supposed to do, it just makes them disappear. <laughs> Instead of like, what happens in a lot of MMOs is your pet will know, understand the path and follow you through its own path. I I just don't, I think in Sword and Shield it felt like a little bit of an afterthought because it only came in the expansions and they didn't seem to spend a lot of time on the personality or the pathing. Yeah, I guess one also key difference between the Let's Go following and the Sword and Shield is that in Let's Go, it's still like the camera doesn't move, right? Um, I think yeah. we said this a little bit about it being flat. So the camera doesn't move, so you can like have the Pokemon running yeah. around you. Whereas in the wild area in Sword and Shield, like you move the camera. So like one thing I don't like is that normally I'm like facing forward, so my Pokemon is behind me. So like I so can't, can't even, even see, see my Pokemon when it's yeah. following me. Um, but I don't know how you get around that. Yeah, the free camera makes it a lot more difficult. Um, not impossible, because again, pets exist in a ton of MMOs, and they you have camera control there. I just don't. I just feel like they added it because a lot of people were like, "This would be really cool." Why did you take it away? And then when they did, they didn't. They added it without. It didn't feel like they put it in as much care as if they had thought about it from the very beginning. Yeah, like it seems almost backwards because why would you not have them able to follow you everywhere except for the wild area where you don't have camera control? And yeah, then you could just implement the let's go mechanic. Yeah, uh, they made choices. Look, they made I'm, choices. I, I'm sure there, there's very little following stuff in the trailers for Diamond and Pearl. I'm sure with the leaks, I'm sure you could probably find somebody who's played the first 
three hours of the game at this point unless Nintendo cease and desist them. <laughs> but I, I'm hoping the following in Diamond Pearl is closer to Let's Go than than like Harkold Soul Silver. Because Harkold Soul Silver is just it's just one to one. They're just following the square yeah. behind you. Yeah. I don't know. It was really fun in Heart Gold Soul Silver having like a giant Rayquaza, you know, following you around <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pixel Map. That was my favorite. Um, I thought Temtem did it pretty okay. The following stuff. Oh yeah, I've still never really fully played that game. Well, that game is still not out yet. <laughs> I know. Like I was like, I'm not gonna buy it until it's officially done, and then it's just sort of dragging across <laughs> the finish line. It's been almost like two years. Yeah. Because I remember it exploded on Twitch. And everyone under the sun was playing it. And I was asked if I was going to play it. And I was like, there's three gyms and only like 60 Temtems. Like, I'll just wait till it's done. And I didn't realize it was going to take this long. <laughs> They're still uh, working on that. No, no Pokemon of the Week. Um, Will is... Will... Uh, the Pokemon of the Week is Texas. It's Texas. I think we're to the end of the episode. Uh, it is the start of the month. Or I guess it's a week into the month, but good time to support us on Patreon if you would like to do so. Uh, ISE.cash or patreon.com slash pkmncast. Uh, we will have bonus episodes this month around Diamond and Pearl. So you get your normal episodes. You will get your your free bonus episodes when Greg and I do our playthrough of Diamond and Pearl together. And then there will be the Patreon exclusive episodes um, that we'll, we'll ha- we will have later this month, as well as another group podcast. So to anyone who supports on Patreon, thank you. And there might be some more Patreon stuff coming along the line. I don't want to promise anything yet because I am still finishing this move into this house. Before we wrap up, Pengu, if you want people to find you, I know you do plushes. I know you have some sort of an online presence if you want to uh, tell people where to find you. If you want to be, uh, you know. If you want to be found. If you want to be found. Since you asked, I am I'm Pengumon on, on Twitter, Twitch Discord places. I also do uh, crochet plushies and I sell them on Etsy. So I'm Pengu Crafts on Instagram and uh, Etsy and TikTok. So Pengumon or Pengu Crafts, I'm one of those somewhere. Greg, you're at White Wing on Twitter. As always. <laughs> but come find me. Say hi. I'm also on TikTok now. Uh, Greg Making... will not ban you on Twitter. Uh, like Will I will not. I, well. Or block look. you. Sorry. There are people who have pushed me to my absolute limit, <laughs> and I have blocked them. Like, I will give you one chance to explain yourself, and if I ask you the following question, please don't do that. You're become you. You are acting like a jerk, and then you double down on it. You are blocked. <laughs> this has happened multiple times. If I if I am being kind enough to say to you, don't do that. That is a jerk thing to do. And then you're like, nah, it's cool. Okay, then you are out. You are gone. No one ever messages me anymore. Yeah, because, you know, what are they going to get from you? To be fair, maybe they do message me. I just don't see. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two very different things. I mean, that's also a thing. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. In all honesty, though, I I do love seeing people being like, love the episode this week. Uh, liked your take on this, disagreed with your yes. take, you're more than welcome to tweet at me. Podcast Twitter is at PKMNCast. Uh, if you actually want interaction, you should probably do my personal Twitter. PKMNCast for that. Uh, same as our Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, Greg and I and Will will be in St. Louis on Friday. 
If you yep. want to say hi, that is your responsibility. Uh, <laughs> you can my my Discord DMs are open, my Slack DMs are open, personal Twitter, like I said, is the preferred place because the podcast Twitter is a hot mess of replies. Um, but if you want to say hi, I'm more than happy to make time. You know where we'll be. We will be in Tower Grove Park on Friday. So all day, all day. Yeah. Um. And we'll be around that evening as well, because I think it only goes till six. Yeah, and then we, we have to figure out where we're eating somewhere. Yeah. So your and responsibility- we're staying at some hotel somewhere. <laughs> I barely know what we're doing. But your we're responsibility if you're in St. Louis and you want to say hi. And we will be back next week. And then the bonus episodes will come out and all that stuff too. So it should be a fun month. Uh, and then I'll be on Twitch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, a couple days off. And then we'll be back into the normal Twitch leading up to Diamond Pearl. We will be having a marathon on Twitch for Diamond and Pearl um, with some other streamers. And we will be doing the Switch Lite giveaway as well as some other stuff. So that'll be really exciting. So I don't know, put that on your calendar. I'm uh, old, so I still use a calendar. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making it to the end of the show. Uh, Greg, what's our secret word? Snom PJ without hoodie, please. That's... But with butt flap. With butt flap. Okay, secret or you word just is say just butt flap. If you butt just. Flap. If you just... <laughs> Litter Twitch with butt flap. I will be the happiest person ever. What is butt flap? <laughs> Automod gonna have a heck of a time. Huh? That's okay. I'm on it. <laughs> I'll make sure that Automod doesn't give us any trouble. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super califragilistic expiala effective effective ish. really ready for that yes i like i i hear it in my brain every time you say it on the podcast but you never <laughs> actually say it supercalifragilisticexpialidocious a huge shout out to our patreon producers for this episode Starting with Stephen, Sean, Potato, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jessica, Jacob, Courtney, Brian, Evan, Ryan, Patrick, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, Dylan, Carlos, and Alvaro. And a shout out to our executive producers of the show that give just uh, way too much money, really, is what it comes down to. But, but that is going to be Steph, Spencer, and Brady. Thank you all so much for your support. Really appreciate it. If you, too, would like to support It's Super Effective and listen to some bonus podcasts, you can head over to ise.cash or patreon.com slash pkmncast. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.